Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Meet the Farmers podcast. Although it rather feels like episode one all over again, really, as this is a brand new format and we have brand new music, which is what you heard just now, uh, which is all thanks to the brilliant Ben Porteous Butler. I really want to thank Ben for that music and all the jingles as well throughout the new show. If you haven't listened to the show before, my name's Ben Eagle and I've been making this podcast for about three and a half years or so. I can't believe it's been that long, but it has. Firstly, thank you so much for listening. I honestly really appreciate it and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. There are loads of episodes to look back on, all featuring some really inspiring people within the world of farming. So on whatever platform you're listening to, if you just have a look back through all those episodes, um, there's loads of interesting stuff there. So dive in through into that. Um, I want to thank all my previous guests and I'm really looking forward to welcoming some of them back on the show in future episodes. Um, you're, you're really welcome guys at any time. Um, I also want to thank the Chad Acre Agricultural Trust and the Mercer Family Charitable Foundation who have both supported the podcast over this past year. Please do like and subscribe to the podcast that way you'll never miss another episode. Uh, Monday morning at 9 o'clock, 9am uh, will be the regular launch time for new episodes. Um, so you can tune in then or you can of course just listen at any time during the week that's one of the great things about podcasts so who am I and why do I make this show well I have a family farming background and my dad is a fourth generation farmer on the Essex coast here in the UK Um, it's a beautiful area it's it's one of the driest parts of the country as well um, which makes things interesting although it's certainly been pretty wet this winter like everywhere else um When I was growing up, the farm was a dairy farm, but the cows were were sold when I was about 12 or 13. Um, Most of the machinery was sold, the arable operations were contracted out. And back then, really through my teenage years, I I personally rather turned my back on farming um, because, well, I didn't really see any prospect here and and it it had a huge impact on my childhood, certainly. Um, However, it's, it's funny how life changes and through a rather roundabout route, including some roles in the conservation sector, I, I really rediscovered my passion for this amazing industry and for the incredible people in it. Um, after a brief time living in Norfolk and the West Country and doing small stints volunteering on farms in various parts of the country, I came back to the family business here in Essex a few years ago. When a farm goes through any sort of change, it takes time to recover and I suppose in some ways we're still going through that process. The 350 odd acres of arable cropping is contracted to Frinton Farm Partners. There we are Sam, I'll give you a shout out. <laughs> and the remaining marshes and permanent grass on the farm is, is under various conservation schemes, HLS and countryside stewardship. Um, if you don't know what that means, uh, listen to previous episodes or I'm sure we'll cover it in future episodes as well. Um, we grow a niche crop called sea buckthorn on the farm on about 15 acres of land or so. And we've also been looking into tourism ventures to diversify the business further. Um, and there's uh, there's let buildings on the farm as well. There's there's other things going on as well. Um, but like many farms, our, our focus is not just on producing food, um, also maintaining a healthy environment. Um, and uh, that's that's a big passion of mine. Um, and and engaging with the community as well. Um, sometimes I think I have too many projects on the go. <laughs> And there's only so much you can do, but but certainly with, with the farm hat on, it, this is a long game um, and I'm really passionate about making it work. One of the great things about doing the podcast is that it's enabled me to go out and meet 
really inspiring farmers and rural business owners and try and learn from them. I have a real passion for showcasing the really amazing stories that people in the British countryside can tell, especially farmers. Um, it's an incredibly diverse world, the world of farming, and it's full of hardworking, passionate people who care immensely about what they do. So Meet the Farmers, the podcast, is, is all about having conversations about food, farming, conservation and the countryside and bringing our farmers and you guys, the public, closer together. Um, it grew out of my Thinking Country blog, which if you're interested, you can find that over at thinkingcountry.com. So that's enough about me. Uh, let's see what we've got coming up on the show today. Well, I'm thrilled that today we'll be speaking to a few old faces from the show in the past, catching up with them about what's going on with them and on their farms. I'll then also introduce you to one of the new features on the show, which I have no idea how that's going to work. It's going to involve a bit of audience participation. Yes, we'll be playing Guess the Crop. First, though, let's look at some farming news and what's been happening in the farming world over the past week. Yes, this is the part of the show where we look back on a couple or a few key news stories that are impacting on the farming world right now. Clearly headlining at the moment is corona, coronavirus and its wider impact. I really hope, by the way, that you and your friends and family are safe and well and that you're doing okay at the moment. It's um, it's just a really strange time. It's a really, really difficult time. Um, a very challenging time, a horrible, horrible time for anyone who has been directly impacted. Um, it's uh, here, here in North Essex. It, it, it still seems to be. Um, it seems like we're, we're we've got the worst uh, the worst stages to come, but it's um it's still challenging. Um, and we know that we all have to do all we can to support the NHS and to save lives. That is the most important thing. But uh, yeah, Corona is is dominating the headlines. The weather, of course, you will have noticed, has been pretty dry recently. Um, So arable farmers have been making the most of it after a wet autumn and winter, really wet autumn and winter. It's been crazy. And they've been busy planting spring crops. Meanwhile, uh, some dairy farmers have been hit badly by the closure of coffee shops and and other food businesses. Uh, Plus anyone who's been spring carving at the moment, herds that are spring carving, they're going back into the parlour. The cows are going back into the parlour right now. So it couldn't really have hit at a worse time for them, um, and of course it's it's it, of course it it is a very picture. Um, it's a very picture, but some processes have clearly been particularly badly hit, and this is likely to impact on some producers. Also in the countryside this week, you may have noticed that thousands have flocked to footpaths, um, and in my experience, also off the footpaths. Uh, please stick to the footpaths, guys. Um, some farmers have been concerned uh, about the the increased risk of cross-infection from people who may be carrying corona. Um, and especially at this time of year, uh, farmers cannot cannot risk uh, getting, getting it at all. Um, so, yeah, corona is still dominating the news, as I'm sure it will do over the coming weeks. Um, that is the news for now. In the So, coming up now, um, 
on the line, hopefully, we have Anna, um, Anna Bryant, who was the first ever guest on the show back in 2016, and she joins us from Wiltshire. Hello. Hey, brilliant. Anna was actually the first ever guest on Meet the Farmers. You have that, <laughs> that accolade, if that's the right word for it. <laughs> Three and a half years ago. Can you imagine? I know. Although I'm thinking, I, I feel like it was ages ago that I returned home to the family farm. So, yeah. um, so, so th- in three and a half years, what, what sort of projects have you, have you been uh, doing? What's been going on? Well, last time I spoke to you, I talked about the fact I was going to set up my education centre. Uh-huh. Um, so I did that. I got funding from the Leader Fund Fantastic. and that got, uh, and I finished building that last September. So we moved in uh, in September and I have a farm, an operational farm school. So we have kids from neighbouring schools that come for one day a week. Um, and I have schools that come out for trips um, and also schools that come and camp on our campsite and do uh, like a residential trip and come do some farming at the same time. Really? So that's all really exciting. Apart but it was that, all happening. Apart obviously, the fact that coronavirus happened. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What a year. I know. What a year. I know. Like we've we've just been we've been having farm school all throughout this unbelievably wet winter. It's been like hardcore wet. And just as the sun's coming out, the kids would have absolutely loved it. Everything's getting born. We've got like lambs and calves and chicks and ducklings. And all the kids are stuck in their homes, (laughs) not being able to come to farm school. (laughs) You're a very diversified farm business. You've got a huge amount going on on the farm. How's, how's Corona and lockdown impacting on your wider, wider well, parts of the business? Well, it's really weird, actually, really weird, because um, uh, we have so many diversifications and they've all just ground to a halt. So the campsite's shut. The, we have a cream teas cafe that's closed. We have a river swimming club that's shut. We have um, all, you know, all the education I've just been talking about that's shut. Um, we have a primary school on site that's closed. A glass hub that does workshops that's shut, a like an adult art school that's shut. Basically, it's all ground to a halt. And the only business that's continuing is farming. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually quite quite nice in some ways because I returned home to the farm, you know, thinking I was going to be a farmer and found myself just like, whoa, being pulled in all these directions trying to. You know, make, as you do, trying to make money with all these different diversifications as well as farming. Yep. It's quite nice, really, to have a summer where I can actually concentrate on the farm. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, what's, um, what, what's going on on the farm side of things at the moment? Well, we just had a calf born at 4.30 this morning. Uh, a completely white one. So it's really cute. I'll send you a picture so you can oh, put it on do. the... I don't, know, I don't know if you can add it to the podcast. Yeah, okay, we, can, we can put it on the um, Facebook page. And we've got... 24 ducklings that are really really cute uh we've got all these chicks and of course (laughs) so we've had a a really wet winter obviously followed by an incredibly dry patch now um i take it you have lots of spring cropping happening this year like many other people yes we've managed to get all our spring crops in which is great however we now need the april showers so we're a bit it would be uh, nervous that it's getting a bit dry um yeah, it's been crazy, really. It was just such a wet winter, and obviously, we, so many winter crops we couldn't get in. Um, so this dry patch was great. We like 
it, you know, all the fields dried up early enough so that we could get our spring crops in. But but we need the rain now to, yep. for the crops to germinate and grow. Yep. Um, the farmer is never happy. I've just been, I just went round. I know <laughs> it is ridiculous. It's, no, it's never right. But I've just I've just went round all the crops yesterday, and they're just not growing because it's really dry and um we have had some really cold nights as well so it's just kind of dry and cold at night a lot of the oil seed rate was struggling anyway um what with flea beetle and with being it was getting grazed by a lot of the deer and rabbits and you know usually in spring it just starts to grow away quite quickly but it it doesn't seem to be able to get away because of um so many different issues well, uh, Anna thanks so much for yes. coming on the, on the first show back it's been really really good to catch up and yeah good luck for yeah. the no, really good really good on. bye oh that was really good to have Anna on the show especially she was the first ever guest um, and as a diversified farm you can see just how some farm businesses have I mean their day-to-day has just really changed during this corona time it's quite bizarre farming still goes on though Next on the line, I'm really, really excited to have fellow podcaster from Rock and Roll Farming, Will Evans, who's in North Wales. How are you doing, Will? Hi, Ben. Thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to speak to you again. Uh, thanks for coming, honestly. How's, uh, how are things in the, in the midst of corona madness? Mostly spring work madness. Yeah, I mean, on the farm, you know, we, it's easy to forget that it's happening in, in a way because... As you said, we, we've been that busy um, with the spring work and the sun's been shining. So I've been pretty flat out on the tractor. So, um, you know, not really doing anything much differently than I, than I would be doing usually. Um, so, uh, yes, in, in that regard, it's been OK. Um, coronavirus, yeah, it's frightening, isn't it? it it's yeah. it's, it's um, a funny old time. Yeah, scary times. It is. And having obviously a huge effect on the farming industry right now. Yeah. Of course, uh, so Rock and Roll Farming is now back. I really enjoyed listening to the first episode, which was with Manette, Manette Batters. And you, you were talking about Corona on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had to, didn't we? Because because it is dominant. You know, who who would have thought, Ben, that um, a month or two ago, anything would dominate conversation more than Brexit? I mean, <laughs> it's kind of wild, isn't it? I, I said to Manette before the interview, you must, you know, she spent the last sort of three years talking about Brexit every conversation and now suddenly that's on the back burner and um, it's all coronavirus but yeah uh, you know it's it's uh, it's having such a big effect on on in businesses all across the UK the land price has gone through the floor a lot of um, extremely concerned dairy farmers right now and I guess it it's it's surprising in a way because we, on one hand you see all these uh, tv reports of food flying off the shelves and the supermarkets you know, struggling to keep up with demand, and yet um, a lot of wholesale food prices for farms are, uh, are dropping. So, yeah, it's it's a very disconcerting and worrying time for farms, I think. So, it was good to have that chat with Manette, really, and and um, and hopefully get a bit of information out there for people that that isn't all just sort of wild rumours, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But it's um either way, it's brilliant to see your podcast back. Have you got any uh, interesting things lined up? Um, for the show over the next few weeks who have you got coming so, on i tried to be as organized as you are with your podcast ben, and, and have <laughs> organized is, rel- is a relative thing well <laughs> <laughs> you are a lot more organized with me because because as you know mine is generally operated pretty um seat of the pants 
um, last minute interviews. Um, so, so I thought, well, I will be really organized this time and I'll have like 10 interviews in the bank and then I can relax. I don't have to worry uh, um, about sort of chasing people at the last minute in case there's any technical issues or things like that. Um, but I haven't got any in the bank um, and I did it all last minute and I recorded with Minette last week and then got it out pretty quickly afterwards. But um, I did speak to Lydia Slack yesterday. She's next week's guest. Um, uh, Lydia has uh, got an incredible story to tell. So um, really, really powerful stuff. So really good to speak to her. And I've got a, a list of people. So um, hopefully I'll get some of them sorted in the next week. Um, it won't be last minute, but that probably won't happen but yes I have got some really interesting guests and it's really great to be back with it I'm uh, rested and um, got my enthusiasm back for it again so um, yeah it's lovely to be back with it good really really pleased and you're you're super busy over at Eat Farm now as well yes um, we have been um, like a lot of people now we were sort of when the coronavirus sort of stuff um, started and we realized so sort of how serious it was potentially going to be we had a chat there and sort of thought, well, we've got this platform. What can we do to be useful now and try and make a small difference? Um, so we decided that um, because we were seeing a lot of reports about people worried about food supply, we would start a hashtag called Food Army where we would try and encourage people to just um, share stories about how they're producing food at the moment um, to, in an effort to reassure uh, the public, I guess. Um, it's not meant to be a kind of thank a farmer thing or anything like that. It's just um, sort of try to, as I say, to reassure people and that there will be food there. Um, and then for people who are direct selling and things like that, small businesses that have been affected, um, if they use it as well, you know, we can retweet stuff. And, and we, it's actually been really nice to see how just little things like that has helped people pick up extra customers and things like that, spread a bit of awareness and you know, people doing work with food banks and stuff. So it's just been really nice. I mean, we're not, it's, it's, you know, it's not going to change the world, but it's just been a nice thing to do. Um, and then next week we're launching something called um, Lockdown Learning. Um, I say next week, when, when this podcast Yeah, I was going to say, this we, will be we will last week. It. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I've just committed a <laughs> cardinal <laughs> podcast in sin there, Ben, haven't I? <laughs> I should know better. Um, but uh, yes, but when this goes out, we will have launched Lockdown Learning um, on eatfarmnow.com. Um, so hopefully that's um, to try and sort of provide parents, who, like, struggling parents like me who are trying to homeschool at the moment and keep their kids interested um with some good farming and food um related educational content aimed at primary school children and we'll have lots of activities and things they can do and we'll have videos of, uh, of lots of things from the farm and stuff like that so again it's just trying to find something we can do to help in in a difficult situation and um try and try and do something positive i guess in many ways it feels like a long time ago now given it's so dry at the moment um but uh you were underwater for a lot of the winter it was <laughs> Not exactly the easiest winter. Just tell, tell, tell me about that. No, and if I could swear on your podcast, I would <laughs> uh, describe in this winter. Um, it, uh, yeah, it's, it's not been easy. Um, 2000, it, uh, yeah, 2019 um, was really difficult summer, obviously, as we all know, with rain and everything. And then, um, you know, it just didn't stop over the winter. We had so many floods here. I mean, we're a lowland farm, only 60 feet above sea level. Um, and two farms in the river runs through the two. So we always get some level of flooding, but um, this winter was certainly something else in that regard. It was just the amount of floods we had, you know, it seemed like we had a flood every two weeks. 
So we lost a lot of winter crops, a lot of damages to fences and habitat and hedges and a um, huge amount of debris and rubbish just strewn all over the field. So, yes, I mean, we're, it's not been easy. It uh, cost us a lot of money, uh, tens of thousands of pounds in lost crops, and we've, we've um, had to resow a lot of them with spring crops. But, you know, it is what it is. The sun's shining now. We, we're feeling better about it. We're managing to get on. Um, a lot of people had it worse, you know, didn't come into the house and buildings here. Um, you know, you, you saw a lot of people whose houses were flooded and things like that, which, yeah. you know, so, so terrible for them. So, uh, yes, it wasn't easy um, and it has cost us a lot of money, but, you know, that's, you farm by a river that it's, it, you know, it does happen. Floods, floods aren't new on the farm um, and it's happened before and it'll happen again. But, uh, yes, it's nice that spring is finally here and the sun is shining, to say mm. the least. Absolutely. Well, I know I know you're really busy and you've got a busy day ahead. But no, thanks so much for coming on uh, for coming on the show again. I really appreciate it. It's been great to speak to you, Ben, and I'm so pleased that uh, Meet the Farmers is going to be weekly from now. I'm really looking forward to hearing it in the new format. Oh, cheers, Will. I'll um, I'll, I'll chat to you soon. Cheers, Ben. Bye bye. Thanks. Bye. Uh, that was brilliant to have Will on there. Uh, it's, it's honestly really great to have Rock and Roll Farming back on the podcast list. I, I strongly recommend you head over there, subscribe and listen to some of Will's previous episodes. Um, though, maybe wait until the end of this show first. <laughs> Next up, I've got Ali Hunter-Blair on the line from a tractor cab in Herefordshire. Just having some technical difficulties with the line. I can see him, but I can't hear him. Ali, are you there? <laughs> I don't even know if he can hear me. Hello. Hello. Yeah, that is yes! okay. Yes! We're there. Congratulations. Can you... Uh... Oh, my days. Technology. I'm supposed to be good at technology I as mean, well. This is, this is supposed to be your thing. <laughs> yeah, it is supposed to be my thing, and clearly I'm doing brilliantly at it. How are you doing? Oh, not bad, not bad considering everything. It's um, sort of adjusting yeah, to the situation, and um, yeah, it's it's suddenly it's it's almost as if the winter didn't happen, and it's it's beyond dry, dry, dry now. Yeah, it's um, slightly terrifying because we were forecast rain for Monday, and then now that's just disappeared. Yeah, um, and like you say, exactly. Like I, I, I've just I'm just fertilising a uh, barley field after sugar beet where we pretty much got stuck with the sugar wheat harvester and then I nearly got stuck drilling it and now it's like rock out there. <laughs> yeah, so what are, you, what are you up to at the moment? Um, so we've had a, yeah, uh, the winter has just sort of disappeared on us and uh, as, as bad as it was and the flooding that we've had has now, we're almost in a situation where we're too dry, but I won't say it because the weather will change. But yeah, so we've done a lot of planting, planted a lot of spring barley, had a lot of fail crops. So I'm at the moment just out fertilizer spreading and putting some uh, nitrogen on our seed beds to try and uh, get these little crops to grow. Yeah, I've just been speaking to Will up in North Wales. He was underwater for most of the winter. Um, and I think the entire world knows that you, <laughs> that you were underwater. You, you created a bit of a media storm. Yeah, well, I, I went out with... Because our farm underwater is, I mean, annoying, but quite impressive. It looks... You get 100... Well, from our side, 150 acres. And then our neighbour's side, he's probably got another, another 200 acres. So you could put a drone across it and it looks... And then I sort of had this thing, I really want to buy a new drone, a new Mavic, uh, DJI Mavic, and I've got one of the old Phantoms. So I thought, well, if I just fly it low and hard, if it crashes, 
it's an excuse for a new drone. <laughs> and if it doesn't crash, it'll look quite cool. And annoyingly, it flew beautifully and didn't crash. And then suddenly, the BBC got hold of it. And they're like, they're like vultures once they get hold of you. I must have had that Tuesday morning, I must have had, I reckon I've got 12 different producers, all for the BBC, who have either texted me, WhatsApp me, something along the hi Ali and then and then you, you one would ring you and you'd be like yeah I'm just actually doing BBC breakfast and they'd be like oh damn it we can't use you anymore and then, so it, it was it was mad it was absolutely mad but they're all lovely and you know if it had the flooding happen now we wouldn't have got a word in edgeway so it's quite nice to show I suppose there's not often that farms get sympathy and not that we deserve sympathy we farm a floodplain but it's quite nice to show that, you know, there is an element of food production that is so weather dependent that is quite scary. And then obviously yeah. now chuck Corona on top of it and suddenly food production looks very important. Yeah. Of course, you've, you've become a dad since we last saw each other as well. I have. I have. Single-handedly, the best thing we've ever done. Uh, <laughs> she is just, yeah, she's amazing. She is the most challenging. Uh, yeah, I just, I can't believe how quickly she changes, but yeah uh yeah very lucky and she's doing really well um annie's doing amazingly uh and yeah uh it's awesome she's just awesome uh the best yeah single-handedly the best thing we've ever done and uh just just while you're on uh what uh what what spring crops have you got in this year um so we have got a lot of spring barley <laughs> um, because all the river the river fails so we've got well we normally grow about sort of 150 ish acres of spring barley we've got 220 this year oh, or wow. something crazy because everything failed which slightly knackers my rotation going forward but i'll work that one out in september um we've got some sugar beet that we'll start drilling tomorrow um and then my uh sawyer is having another crack uh this year uh <laughs> because the wheat after the wheat after it is phenomenal so um, so yeah even if it might be my lost leader as a break crop um yeah we're gonna have another go this year and if it does stay dry and comes a really sunny and, and you're right that it's not going to rain till october then actually soil <laughs> will love that so um so uh yeah uh, that's the spring cropping for us um and then i'm gonna i've got some patches that i'm gonna put some sunflowers in that are by roads and stuff just to try and keep people jolly they won't be in flower till september but they're knackered wheat fields or knackered bits so i'm just going to buy two hectares worth of sunflowers and plant them so people when they are allowed out can drive past some flowers awesome well i I know you're very busy so i'll let you get on but um thanks for coming on the first episode of the new show and uh yeah hopefully we'll um we'll we'll catch up as the weeks go on brilliant thank you ben i look forward to listening to the the new the new show (laughs) cheers ali have a great cheers ben take care bye-bye bye Uh, It's honestly been such a privilege over the last few years to meet so many amazing people in the farming community. Um, It's packed full of them and you're all amazing. Um, Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Whenever I've come back from a visit, I've just been really inspired. So I want to thank all of my previous guests who have ever appeared on the show. Uh, We've dramatically run out of time, but before we go, I want to play a little game which is called Guess the Crop. Time to guess the crop. Yes, it's time to guess the crop. I have no idea if this is going to work or not. (laughs) I'm going to give you three clues and then you have to contact me and tell me your answer. If you get it right, you may get a shout out in the next show. But more importantly, the person with the most correct answers by the end of the year will get a special prize posted to them. You can contact me by following Meet the Farmers on Twitter or Instagram. You can find that at mtf underscore podcast and direct messaging me or if you're not on social media you can just email me your answer at thinkingcountry at gmail.com 
So, today's mystery crop. Time to guess the crop. Just tell me what the type of crop is. So, we're going to start with a nice, simple one so that everyone can get a point on the board. Your clues are, number one, it's a member of the grass family. Number two, the grains of it are commonly made into malt and it's associated with beer. And number three, it's a rich source of magnesium, which plays an important role in insulin production and our body's use of sugar. So message me your guests to get on the board and I'll look forward to hearing from you. I really hope this works. That's it for today's show. I hope you've enjoyed the new format and there's lots more to come over the coming weeks and months. Once again, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening so you don't miss another episode. You can follow the podcast and get involved on Twitter or Instagram at MTF underscore podcast. I'm Ben Eagle. This has been Meet the Farmers. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you next week.